This is GSAP Conversations from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dean Amal Andraos. Thanks for listening. I'm James Briand, a third-year Master of Architecture student at Columbia GSAP. Today, I'm speaking with Giovanni Piovene and Ambra Fabi in advance of their lecture at the school on March 19, 2018. Founded in 2012, Piovene Fabi is a Milan-based practice whose interests span architecture, urban research, and design. In the past year, their work has been exhibited at the Chicago Architecture Biennial and Frack Center in Orléans, and they were recently selected to co-curate the next Lisbon Architecture Triennial in 2019. In addition to their practice, they both teach at École d'Architecture de la Ville et des Territoires à Marne-la-Vallée. Thank you for speaking with me today. Um, so tell us about your practice. What is Piovene Fabi? I can, uh, I can start uh, to say where is our practice. So our practice is based in two cities. So it's on one side is Milano. I mean, what it's actually started, we were both living in Milano at the time, 2012, till uh, this year. And now is based also in Brussels, where Amber lives. So it's a practice, a very small one, which is made by practically the two of us, plus somebody else. Normally, it expands according to the, to the projects we have, but uh, it's a small one, a small practice, but we have almost, uh, how we could say, two branches, so the Milano one and the Brussels one, so it seemed almost to be a fancy shop. <laughs> so, Yeah, maybe just to add to that, we, we really live this uh, European environment because we both come from uh, two different cities, Rome and Vicenza. We both studied in other two different places. Giovanni studied in Venice, I studied in Switzerland, in Mendrisio. And uh, then we both started an office in another city again, which is Milan, then Brussels, and then we teach in Paris. So we are always somehow (laughs) (laughs) traveling uh, around. Quite a lot, yeah. And also the projects are somehow based in uh, Europe and not, mm. they're not based in Milan, mainly. Yeah, your practice uh, sounds very European in a way, um, in the broader sense of the European project uh, seems to be to create conditions that allow your practice to exist. Um, on a smaller scale, can you talk about the city and what that means for your practice? Because a lot of your projects seem to focus on the livability of cities, the form of cities, the functioning of cities. So what, what are the urban arguments that you make uh, in your projects? I think that, yeah, we make projects at many scales. So, yeah, it's, that's also what you write on our profile. It's, uh, we work on uh, territorial visions, but also on uh, objects. And I think that our position lays a bit there, meaning that we think that with very few means we can uh, make the city. We also live this uh, contemporary life, uh, situation in which, at least in Italy, there are not so many means. And so with, uh, with what we are busy with, part three, is also with the smallest as possible to make something valuable, which can change the city. I mean, aim to change the city. Mm-hmm. Can you give an example of where you used limited means to, to add value to a city? For instance, it's a project in Albania, a competition that we won maybe already four years ago. Yeah, three or four years ago. Three or four years ago. It's starting, it starts with the territorial uh, side, so it's really linking two different cities and um, exploring the territory which is among them and um, uh, also try to link, because 
the two cities are linked with this big road. And so, uh, in a way, the territory is cut by this road, uh, in a way. So our uh, aim is to reconnect it, but not just by making bridges on the road, but really by giving new uses, starting from what is already there. And so we project uh, makes new sections of the, of the landscape, of the territory, in which by punctual interventions, which are done by public spaces, small pavilions, micro-infrastructures, we aim to change the connections among these places. I mean, later on we focused on, um, on the transformation of a um, lake, of a lake which was an artificial or. reservoir, which was built during communism, to, into a leisure park. Mm. Um, being this place a very somehow functional one nowadays and trying to transform it by really just a diving platform, a little pool, a beach, into something which somehow can reconnect the people from uh, the larger territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, might, it might seem a bit abstract without seeing <laughs> images, but uh, generally we, I mean, it's not, maybe it does not work for all the projects we do, but generally we try to work with the material we find available on the site, mm. and also in uh, reorganizing this material. In the case of Albania, it's quite, uh, you will see somehow it's, it's, it's uh, quite evident. So there is no mean to master plan. I mean, at the time, now they did a master plan, let's say. <laughs> but at the time, there was no mean to do a master plan, but they wanted a territorial vision mm-hmm. uh, with an limit, extremely limited budget. And so how you can connect these different scales in a project, how you could condense the scales in a, a project which is feasible in a condition which is not always super organized. I'm mean, talking about Albania, but I talk about also the city where we live, where almost these great, great uh, visions, uh, long-term plans that were done till the 80s, at least in Italy, because it's not everywhere like this in Europe, they're not anymore possible. Where architecture is made through punctual intervention, through objects, and how you can make this object talk together, build a narration also. Maybe if you want to make another example, but a built one, we made a pavilion, and this pavilion uh, was placed in a spot, in a, in a very beautiful park in Brussels, mm-hmm. um, where, and this specific spot had a big potential which was not seen by the inhabitants of the city. So the potential was this amazing view, this, uh, this sunny side, this good orientation, and um, by building this pavilion in a way that could enhance this potential, the people rediscovered this, uh, this, new, this piece of the city, which was always there. And uh, even when the pavilion is not there, now, nowadays the, this uh, part of the park is uh, very much used. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to, Giovanni, what you said a second ago about the object um, mm. and ask you what your relationship is or how you envision... Um, the relationship between an object and a project, not necessarily in terms of an architectural project, but of a social project. Um, how can an object construct that or lead to it? Okay. For, for us, I mean, there is no real difference among uh, uh, designing an object, which is somehow also uh, the result of occasions we had through biennials, but also part of our, de- of our design desire 
and uh, doing a project of architecture. So now, as an example, I would like to take indeed uh, a set of objects we have designed for the uh, Chicago Biennial 2017. The title, let's say, the statement was Make New History. So to understand how history or how look at looking at history could influence the present. And our answer, which came through a project we somehow had already in mind uh, since uh, one year or two years, but we never had the occasion to realize, was indeed to take uh, somehow an architectural project, a very serious one, so the project of the Metro of, the metro of Milano, and uh, to take this project as a reference, which is a project which is done uh, in the city where we started to work. It's a project which is part of our urban daily life, somehow, which is part of our experience. When we decided to take this project, which is an iconic project of a specific era of the city, and to transform it into a set of objects, which are domestic objects, so furniture, a bit heavy furniture in our case, but, uh, but still uh, objects which are able to somehow together create uh, a new, I would, to quote uh, the title of a very good show at the moment, the, a new domestic landscape, but made of uh, urban materials, uh, which are also part of our memories, of our experience. So, in this sense, which I don't know if it's a good, uh, if exactly answers the question you have, but for us, the two things are uh, coincide. So there is a coincidence. Somehow these objects we designed condense the project, which we took as a reference, our history somehow of the, of the biennial. Mm -hmm. Is that intended as a retrospective look at the city of Milan and the project of the subway, or is it um, speculative and does it open to new possibilities for what can be done with the city in the future? No, in, in, in that case, uh, it's uh, on one side is pure admiration for a, pro a project which has been done uh, in uh, beginning of the 60s. So the, the Metropolitana was opened in 64. But it's true that in doing that, we claim that it's a sort of possible new life for that mm -hmm. project, but in a totally, in a completely different context mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. I, don't, I would not say that that project translates in another project for the city. Mm -hmm. There's another type of object that I want to talk about. Can you just describe your, your process with making models and uh, using the model as an object to communicate architecture? To use model is not only a um, way to communicate, but it's really a tool of design. Mm. So we don't really uh, model at the end of the process, but we build the model, which is like a scenography in some cases. Sometimes it's really a study model, but this very model, it's uh, subject to changes through the process. And we, in a way, we experience and we design on it. And at the end, the result it's what we take picture of. Mm. So you both write and teach, and uh, maybe could we discuss how the the writing and teaching you do feeds back into your practice? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> we both teach in Paris, in Marla-Vallée, so Paris-Est. This is just the last uh, uh, step, I would say, because we were both uh, actually, Amber and I, met through teaching. 
We were both uh, working in Mendrisio at the time, from 2010 to 2012. We were both uh, working there, we met there, both at the time being assistant and not, and not professor. And the good, uh, somehow, the reason why we started this office is uh, maybe because we were really uh, thinking processes in a completely different way. So for us, teaching, for the, our practice has, be, has become extremely important since the very beginning because it's through teaching which we also actually focused on the first uh, projects or themes we wanted to tackle with our projects. And it's through this confrontation among two people really thinking almost opposite, because uh, also because of our education, of our previous experience. And so for us, let's say teaching has always been a part of the game, a part uh, of our life and our working life. I would say we always dedicated time to teach. Uh, it's true that after that, we also, after that experience, uh, we stopped teaching together. It's not because we, we chose to stop teaching together, but because of, there are different occasions. But we, we kept on teaching, both in, uh, again, in Mendrisio, uh, I did it in Lausanne at the PFL. And then uh, this year, last year, finally, we had the occasion to rejoin uh, into a studio. So for us, let's say for our past experience has been very important. For our present experience, I would say too. Also because the, somehow we are doing this other thing through teaching this in, in Paris. Actually, we are teaching in a larger group of professors, which is also the curatorial team of the Lisbon Triennale 2019. And so our intention, indeed, and what we are doing is that we are developing together thematics through teaching which will be also part of the cultural program of the Triennale. So, I mean, when we did the application to this Triennale call, we did it as a teaching group. And of course, what you teach, what you show in an exhibition, how you work, there are all things that uh, influence one each other. That's really great. So thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thanks, And uh, we're looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. thank you. Bye. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP in collaboration with Arc Daily. We launched a new series of podcasts called Constructing Practice, in which young architects from around the world speak about their motivations, challenges, and what it means to start a new practice in their respective context. Look for it on iTunes and find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.